0: And to change these habits, it doesn't just change so quickly. It takes time. These habits are like, they use the the example of water flowing downhill again, is like paper rolled up. If you take paper and you roll it up and you leave it rolled up for a long time, what happens when you open up the paper? It rolls back again. You can put some weights down on the side and it keeps it flat, but as soon as you take off those weights, the paper rolls back. Again, into its into that role, that happens with us as well. We may put in efforts to transform these habits of ours, but it takes time, it takes work, it takes effort. Why, because we're so used to these habits that we so f- easily fall get back into these habits. It's like pushing that car up the hill. And it just rolls down again. When we lose our mindfulness and awareness, we fall back into our old habits. They're waiting there. They're lurking around. They're very clever. They're very sneaky. They know when you're tired. They know when you've lost your awareness and your mindfulness. And then they come back. They just form back into that, into those patterns of habitual patterns of acting, of talking, of speaking, of um, thinking without even consciously being aware that we're doing it and the interesting thing about this is that these habits these arising thoughts they don't have any form if we investigate them we really start to see oh they don't have any form but although they have no form they have so much influence over us they influence our relationships they influence our work they influence our happiness They influence our unhappiness. They influence our future life. And they don't just disappear just because we tell them to go. As soon as we lose our mindfulness and awareness, they're back again. Or maybe they delay it for a while. They wait until a more appropriate time when they can get under our skin even more. Even manipulate us even in a better way create more enemies for us and what a sentient beings about is about chasing after all of these habits getting involved in all of these habits all of these arising thoughts all of these emotions all of these afflictions and discriminating thoughts and what are the problems with these afflictions and these habits is that one we haven't even realized that these are habits or these are afflictions we just thought that this is a normal part of life another part is is that we do see them and we do understand that they don't bring us any benefit just we just don't have the ability to transform them we see them arising and then we say don't get involved but then already we're involved in them we fall back into those habits and uh, our ability to transform them hasn't got to the stage where our ability to transform them is greater than our habits or is greater than these afflictions, these uh, five poisons of ours. And another problem is, is that we know, we see the afflictions, we see these discriminatory thoughts, but we just don't really want to change them. Some people say, I'm like this, my father was like this, my grandfather was like this, my mother was like this, my grandmother was like this, I'm like this, I can't change it. They can change. Anybody can change if they put their mind to it. If they put the effort into it. Just sometimes people, they don't really want to change. And sometimes we happen, this happens in our practice as well. <laughs> we say, oh, here come this habit again. But actually, I like this habit. So we just follow this habit. When it's something that causes us a lot of stress and unhappiness and anxiety, we're very quick to get rid of it and not to follow it but some of these desires some of these attachments they're quite sneaky we think oh we'll just let this one go and then it drags up to all sorts of places and causing all sorts of problems and steals our time and wastes a lot of time so be very careful of those habits that we think that we like so much that we think we'll just let that little habit sneak past be very aware of this And when everything is going okay, when we're well fed, when we're rather happy, everybody's treating us nicely, then it's easy to be nice to other people. Then it's easy to be able to control our habits and our afflictions and not get so angry or upset. The question is, is are we able to do it when things aren't going well? When there's a lot of difficulties when people are attacking you or if people are hurting you or people are slandering you or if things are really rough there's um things aren't going as as expected and you're expecting or anticipating or experiencing great losses are you still be able being able to maintain that mindfulness and awareness are you still being able to maintain kindness and compassion and patience towards others and towards yourself And those are the difficult things. Or maybe as well, suddenly it seems like you have no attachment, you have no desires. But then suddenly that really handsome guy pops up in front of you or that really pretty girl. Then have a look and see what's happening. How well is your practice going? Are your habits greater than your self-control? And your mindfulness and awareness? And what we see as well is that we may have the mindfulness and awareness, we see the habit arising, but really often we don't have that practice ability to be able to transform these habits or these discriminatory thoughts or these five afflictions. So as they arise, we see it, but then our ability to transform is weaker than their power to drag us off or their energy to drag us off into another adventure where we experience all sorts of distractions and suffering. Many people make the mistake of thinking, oh, I'll just carry on as I am now, and when I get older, then I'll change everything. Then I'll let go of all of these afflictions and all of these attachments, and I'll, I'll do it later. This really is will cause many, many problems. You see, with many old people, for some of them, actually, they do become more relaxed, but many don't become more relaxed. In fact... Their habits become stronger, their reflections become stronger, and uh, their mind becomes narrower. And then when things don't happen that don't happen according to their comfort zone or what they're used to, they might get very angry or very upset or very anxious. And so we see that what has actually happened is that these habits of theirs have actually become stronger. Some people think, oh, well, just at the day of my death or when I'm dying, then I'll let go of everything and I won't think of anything negative. I'll just have happy thoughts. It sounds very nice. But what is the reality that you're going to be able to do this? If you just put it to test now. If you just look at yourself now, in the next day or in the next few days, Whenever any unhappy thought or any negative thought arises or any fantasy arises, how quickly can you transform it? If you're not, and if sometimes it might be something very strong, something, uh, something that has happened that really invokes a very strong sense of unhappiness or dissatisfaction in you. How easily are you going to be able to change it? Just stop thinking about it. The reality is if you can't do it now, Then at the time of death, it's going to be even more difficult. How do you expect, if you can't do it now, that you're going to be able to do it then? And in addition, then, not only are you dealing with this emotion that is arising, you're also dealing with the fact that you are facing death. And if you aren't prepared for death or if you have some fear for death, this is just going to exacerbate the situation that's going on or these thoughts that are going on in your mind. It's also very important that we start practicing now and training our mind. Whatever you've been training in life, during your life, is going to be more chance that this is what's going to appear at the time of death. At the time of death, we really don't have any idea what might happen. We think that everything is just going to be all rosy, but maybe the people around us are fighting about something. We can't prepare for this. We don't know whether this will happen or not. Um, We don't know what might happen that may instigate thoughts of unhappiness for us. But if we've been practicing kindness and compassion and being mindful, then at the time of death, it's more likely that these are the thoughts that are going to come up or what's going to be in our mind at the time of death. And if negative thoughts arise, we've got more chance of transforming them. And this is also very important because... The thoughts that we are having at the time of death or close to the time of death are also going to be significant or have an influence in our next rebirth. So at the time of death, it's very important what we are thinking and what's going on in our minds.